welcome to the August Virtual Summit here at Miles Better in association with On Point Mentors. My name is Colin Miles, aka The Numbers Guy, and this month's question is, what is the best advice you can give for being able to communicate well with others? Well, as the numbers guide to small entrepreneurs, communication is key. And particularly when I first start working with a client, as they're often reluctant to share what has happened if the situation isn't great, or they're not sure of the questions that they need to ask or the information that they need to provide. They know that perhaps something has gone wrong within their business, but they're not eager to explain or they're not even sure why. So I want to share some ideas that I have for myself, but also that I found in a really intriguing article that I read recently in the Entrepreneurial Magazine. The article was penned by Joel Kahan and further references ideas from an associate he met, Georgina Nightingale. The article was titled, A couple of years ago, I started to talk to strangers. And this perked my interest and I carried on reading. Now, I know that sounds a little strange in itself, talking with strangers. But the whole article was about the fact that if you talk to strangers more often than not, you're going to get to be able to practice some of the really great communication techniques and skills that you need to communicate well with others. The prospect of striking up a conversation with random strangers in a coffee shop or bar or even on a bus stop might, stay, might seem a little daunting. And talking to strangers can be daunting as it turns out. It's often taxing, draining and just a little bit nerve wracking. Studies by psychologists have found that just making a little effort to make small talk with strangers can be cognitively demanding, tiring and even stressful, as I've said. And that makes sense because you don't know the person, you don't know where the conversation is going, so you must pay closer attention to what you need to start talking about to someone other than if you knew that person. But research has found that that thought process, that cognitive awareness that you need, actually boosts your mental performance for the same reason. that many uh, mindset individuals and business development people are actually answering the, asking and considering the same question. As it turns out, as I've said, that talking to strangers, strangers can not only be fun, but it also enhances our sense of well-being, making us smarter and expanding our social and professional networks and even help us overcome some of the more intractable social problems. Joel Kahan explores more of this in his book, The Power of Strangers, The Benefits of Connecting in a Suspicious World, and I'd highly recommend you seek it out. It's on Amazon, etc. As he was researching the book, he found he came to understand that the implications of talking to a stranger had a powerful connection for us entrepreneurs. And that's really what I want to focus on here. He found, as I have done as well through further research, that it's beneficial for business people as it allows talking to strangers and can practicing those uh, communication skills as it allows them to hone those social skills, which is all important when running your own business, as you're often at the coalface alone and therefore having people to bounce ideas off is a great resource. And particularly in the current climate where many people have found it in, haven't been able to interact due to COVID and restrictions, this skill of communication has become extremely rusty. Virtual offices, Zoom communication is very different to communicating in person and it needs practice 
it needs to be used. This will have memory muscle to fall back on, but with the lack of use recently, we need to turn to some skill refresher. And this is where the article and I hope to share some tips and inside pointers as I'm making it my mission in 2021 to help as many entrepreneurs as possible and small business owners grow, scale and profit faster through these summits, through my Miles Better conversation, through my Miles Better Vault and many other resources on YouTube and our website. I hope you check out some of the other monthly virtual summits, as I've mentioned on our YouTube channel and our podcast, A Miles Better Conversation. Some of the techniques he, he attributes in the book, he came across whilst uh, attending a course in London, being run by the founder of the Trigger Conversations concept, and the author was on site and her name being Georgie Nightingale. Nightingale was running a course that had the premise that the hardest thing about talking to strangers is initiating that conversation. We know ourselves when you're in a room with people you don't know, there's that, how do I start the conversation? Approaching someone, making them feel safe and quickly conveying the idea that you don't have an agenda and they're likely to become friendly and you are friendly and curious is a great starting point. And this is no different, as I've mentioned a couple of times, when talking to colleagues and fellow entrepreneurs in this um, ever-changing world. The research out there also found that older people are more likely to initiate a conversation. How often have you been perhaps sat on a bus and a person opposite you of the more senior generation strikes up a conversation? Well, that's because they're used to doing it because they haven't hidden behind Zoom calls. They're not hiding behind their phone. The old age adage, sorry, the adage of age and experience says that they're used to talking and it's no different for the rest of us now. But it was felt that if the idea of talking to strangers was more practiced widely through the research, then Nightingale and others actually believe it could help repair a fracturing society because we don't communicate with each other. We're not just talking about a few individualized things, she says, we're talking about a completely different way to live. A real example that springs to mind um, from a personal experience about talking to strangers and how it can change the world from being fractured, even for just a short period of time, was the Olympics in 2012 in London, which coincided with the Golden Jubilee. I will talk a little bit more about these concepts as we move forward, but here for the first time, people struck up conversations on the London Underground Tube with complete strangers and the world for a period of the summer was a happier and even better place. So my first tip, which coincides with um, um, Georgie Nightingale and Joel Cahern, is to start with small talk. Our first tip lesson is small talk, as I say. A lot of people hate small talk, but in fact, it's the opener for a better conversation. It's a way to get comfortable with one another and a cast around for something that you want to talk about. Us Brits are famous for the small talk with talking about the weather. Well, that's a great start, but we want to be perhaps a little bit more specific and not quite so general. And we'll touch on some like all tips. There needs to be some structure. Small talk can be bland and even inane. The best way to discover the interesting stuff, Nightingale says, is by breaking the script. So I hear you say, how do you break these scripts? Well, specifically and surprise, for example, when someone asks, how are you? Don't just answer fine. Instead, reply, I'd say I'm a 7.5 out of 10, and then go on to explain why you're only a 7.5. Ask them how they're doing, and then just wait. Like in previous summits when we talked about specific goals, it's the same here. The likelihood is they're going to, uh, if you say something generic, like, how are you doing? You're going to get a generic answer. 
I'm fine. But if you say something specific like my example above, then they're likely to answer with a specific answer as well. Thus, because I gave a number as my level of well-being, the person communicating with me is likely to give me a number back. I've set a structure. I've set the tone for the conversation. So they say they're lower than your number. Perhaps you could ask next, well, what would it take you to get a higher number today? This specificity creates a light atmosphere and makes it harder for the other person you're communicating with to maintain the belief that you have a lesser mind because it instantly demonstrates complexity, feeling and some humour as I'm only seven and a half out of ten. In other words, straight away, like you're a human that you have a bond and then naturally things will start to open up. Nightingale then goes on to say that once you've established a little connection, what do you do now? Well, many people might say, well, ask more questions. But Nightingale wants to flip that on its head and says, actually suggest statements rather than questions can be a better way to open up a conversation. A question compels an answer that may be very generic where a statement leaves it up to the other person um, to decide whether they want to talk. It's not a demand, it's an offer. You notice something about your shared surrounding, offer an observation and leave it to the other party to respond. If you do, they respond with another statement that builds on what you've already said and what they say. So it starts to layer on and allows you to explore more in a comfortable environment. Ultimately, it's about listening. It's about asking questions or statements. It's about making as they're making statements. And it's true that people will ask more questions. Who ask more questions are open and friendly, especially with follow-up questions and statements, which are much better uh, liked and are more likely to help a better conversation and to communicate well. We're going to explore in a minute how that listening can be taken to enhance the statements and questions. To return to my comment earlier about the London Underground, in fact, in 2012, Nightingale herself uses the concept of the underground or mass transit system. And she asked you to imagine riding the underground, which, as we know, is the last place anybody ever wants to talk to a stranger. But as I've said, which is why the case study from 2012 was so amazing and that it had such a positive impact on the mood of London and some 12 million people who live there. But the second tip is actually the flip side of the questioning statement answering, which surprisingly is listening. When people do start to listen to start, sorry, when people do start talking, you must listen, make great eye contact and generally show your engagement. There's another analogy that was taught to me many times and uh, I often refer to it is you have two ears and you have one mouth. And that should really be the ratio of listening to speaking. There are techniques that can help you. Two effective techniques to signal engagement are paraphrasing what people have just said. That again allows you to, under, to show some empathy that you've listened and you understand what they're saying. An example could be, it seems like you're saying, which is simply uh, occasionally repeating things you, the people you're talking with, communicating with, has just said. The second point is to echo what they have said in your responses to show you have made a, a mental note and understand their concerns and points. Both of these tips are very commonly used by therapists and hostage negotiators to foster connections and build trust. We see this so much now in pop culture, in films, reality and in social media where they're trying to show some empathy to you. Several researchers also believe that there are three levels of listening. There's the listening for things you know about. Then there's the listening for information that's new. And most importantly, then there's the deeper level of listening. 
Listening for experiences, feels, uh, experiences, feelings, emotions uh, and values. This can be demonstrated with, as I say, eye contact, echoing and paraphrasing, as it can be deepened by asking further clarif clarifying questions, perhaps like who, how and why. This helps you get, to the, get the person you're communicating with to the heart of the matter and the conversation. Hence, the therapeutic approach can sometimes be really powerful in understanding great communication to make sure that you and the person you're communicating with is on the same page and are trying to achieve the same. Ultimately, it's not about your agenda. It's the level of engagement that is about helping your partner, the person you're communicating with, um, to get really what they want to talk about and you're going along for the ride to support them. So I hope you found these three simple, or two or three simple but powerful tips. I at the beginning, as a business mentor, I'm helping clients in real time using plain speak so that they can make powerful decisions. And this means I can stay true to my principles of my course. Welcome to let the numbers decide as I help uh, as many entrepreneurs grow, scale and profit faster. I've just launched a brand new uh, online course that uses all of the uh, tips and strategies in all of these summits, and I'm calling it Let the Numbers Decide, a five pillar program to help all entrepreneurs launch and grow their new business and to overcome the fear of failing. I'd love you to visit letthenumbersdecide.com to learn more about the course. Plus, to help support the launch and my mission to help as many people become fluent in accounting, the language of business, I'm offering a free ebook for visiting the site and there's a 15 minute discovery call as well. I hope you will join me this year in finally taking the plunge and overcoming this someday and launch your own successful business and allow us in a small way to pay part in that journey. Thank you for your interest in the summit and Miles Better Accounting, and I look forward to working with you in launching a successful business in 2021.